0: want to switch gears one more time yeah and this will be our last little segment (laughs) yeah um and i kind of want to take it back more to the art stuff Mm -hmm. because like when i am around you and i'm interacting with you like oftentimes i feel like like we do have some different interests and hobbies like we do play we've played sports together played hockey we just went bowling recently we play board games stuff like that and have fun but I think we both appreciate a lot of art forms, right? And recently I looked through your portfolio uh, of the photography stuff that Mm -hmm. you've done recently and you're currently going to school for that. Um, So I just want you to talk a little bit about that and just tell me what, like, this, you know, this journey and this type of development and this type of art form, you know, different than music but still an art form nonetheless. Tell me what that's like for you. It was, like, in the beginning of
1: deciding to go into the classes and all once it started you know like i had the festivals and like vacation booked and all so like in the beginning i was really behind and i started to hit this like and i had COVID too so i missed the first week so mm. i like instantly started out with like well <laughs> fe- or rewind like i didn't actually know i started class that week <laughs> so luckily wow. i had COVID. it sounds a little shambly uh, yeah I was really shambly because i like i remember going into that Co- technically the first class that I thought and he mentioned like as he was talking he's like so remember last week as I mentioned I was like last week oh no but then again I had COVID so it didn't matter it yeah. was just the fact of like oh shit it actually started last week we already went through the syllabus and everything and what we needed and people already had like for the black and white photography you needed a 35 millimeter camera mm-hmm. I never even had one of those I didn't even know what it was at that time mm. so I was like what the hell and then that put me back and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I had like two festivals coming up, and then at the end of the month, I was leaving for Mexico. I'm like, this is and the <laughs> at least that first project he gave us a month to get used to everything, yeah. but it was like each class was like how to develop film, how to process. The other one, digital, was easy because it was just digital printing out, but the black and white was it sucked missing, and I didn't know any of that stuff like mm-hmm. going to the dark room and all. So that was like a little struggle, but I talked to him communication it was key so i mentioned it to him and he helped me out and he said don't worry we'll get you back on track and everything and then got through it those first projects were a little shambly for me didn't feel any intention towards it like it was there but that was the first time that you did black and white photography yeah so what was that like um so do it like the whole festivals and everything that put me back but then like once i actually got in the dark room and i got caught up Mm -hmm. actually experiencing everything it was great it was awesome the first time it was a wild thing to like see how photography works mm-hmm. and see almost like deep inside the camera, basically like the intricate parts of it and how you can actually like get film to come out the way you want it to look contrast mm-hmm. and everything. Um, And it was always cool too. Cause like, I feel like <laughs> I would see in movies like the dark rooms, you know, with like the bright, yeah, or not yeah. bright, but like the red lights. Right. Didn't really look like that <laughs> when I walked in, it didn't. definitely not definitely different from the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's dark, but like, it's not the cool red lights and all. It was cool. I yeah, guess yeah. I could say it was still it was cool to be in there. Yeah. But um, that first time when I like did the uh, whatever picture I was doing and put it in the liquid, the chemicals, and like after five seconds when you put it in and it just starts to magically appear and like that feeling, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. That's pretty cool. And it didn't turn out great the first one because I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. And then. Trial and error. Yeah. And the moment like I got the first one right and I saw it like it's hard in the dark room because when it it's so dark in there, when you see it it's like it seems dark than it actually is and then when you go outside in the light you're like, Oh, it actually looks nice. Right, Right. So like that moment in the dark room when I did it, I saw the one come out and I'm like, Whoa, I can actually see this. Like it looks good even when it's in the dark room and then I went out and I was like, damn, this is like now i know what it's like now i know what the feeling is like Mm -hmm. where people get addicted to this because it always like intrigued me that you have this technology that advances and you have digital and you can just go online or go on photoshop and do black and white turn your picture to black and white if you Mm -hmm. want it right that easy you can even get different tones of it but i understand like this manual process and this more intent to like make your picture look a certain way and bring out the different kind of whites and blacks of it. Yeah. And once you get it at that point, you're like, wow, this like feels a little bit more like meaningful
0: to me compared to just editing it. Well, yeah. Cause like you can also just again, probably ruin it in that production process. Right. Oh, like easily. When, yeah. yeah. So like you have, t- I feel like it teaches you a few things, right? Like to be patient, to take your time with it and to like be really, certain in what you want to do but also like you're gonna learn you're gonna make mistakes along the way too but just realizing like man i can't i don't want to keep doing that over and over versus like the digital where it's like undo mm-hmm. and it just it erases just your last step well right? speaking like, of
1: that is there was one time i was in the dark room and i came out and this one kid in my class he was in the processing room and he was doing his film and you have to like put your arms in this like container thing so no light gets in Mm -hmm. and you have to do it blindly and take off the film roll cut it put it on this uh spinner thing and then put it in this container thing and once you get in that you pull it out and then Mm -hmm. you can do the chemicals so the film roll can develop and stuff well he did it in his like black box container thing and pulled it out and his whole roll he didn't like he must have not like, wound it on, right? Mm -hmm. So when he did all the chemicals, it takes, like, a whole hour, too. He did all that, pulls it out. It was just messed up. Like, the pieces were ripped out. His whole film was destroyed. And it's, like, that part, like, you feel so bad because, like, he's asking one of the girls that, like, is in the higher level of photography. She's like, honestly, you can't really do anything. Like, you might be able to save a few, like, if you look at them, but, like, nothing. So he just tossed it, and, like, that is the scary part but at the same time it's the beautiful part like the pictures you're taking these are very like precious yeah and you can ruin them like you said especially just processing you can ruin your whole roll film
0: yeah that's that's a crazy intricate process and it makes you really in some ways like realize how you can take for granted the digital process Mm -hmm. because it is so easy um
1: but digital the thing is too like the thing I realized about black and white and it like, it grows on me more Mm -hmm. is you take 36 shots in a, in a roll, and all those shots to me felt with so much intention. Mm -hmm. The thing with digital is like, you look at your screen and you just take Mm -hmm. and you don't like that. So you delete, take, take, take. And it's like, there's intention, but not with every shot. And with like black and white, it feels like there's more intention with every single shot because you're trying to get the light, right. You're trying to get the, um, just the values, right? To make yeah. lo- the exposure right. So it's like every shot you're going to take time for compared
0: to digital. I don't see it as an intention. No. I see it as realizing that digital gives you the ability to take a bunch of photos. But I don't, I always think the intention's there, right? Like as a photographer, the intention is to take photos and to, again, be creative and, and, look at the world in a way that you know you you wrap a frame around it but you get to choose what you frame right and i guess i would say like the only thing is like you just have to be really patient with like like the black and white it's like like you said if you want to wait for the light to get to a certain place it's like kind of have to wait for that versus digital where like the light can be kind of enough where you want it and then if you want you can edit it some more and like yeah. make it look like even if the light was a little over here, you can bring it over here and like bring out other elements, um, in the post-production process. Oh, you're right. And there's so much intention involved with that as well too. Yeah. And I think it's just, again, like it's a different way to kind of like express yourself creatively. And, but I will say it's got to feel really good when you take so much time with your black and white camera, which is a limited role of photos. And you realize like, these are the photos that I decided to take and there was a limit mm-hmm. right and i think you pointed that out and i think that's i think that's something really interesting like i can't dive too deep in this cuz i forget like the gist of his conversation but jordan peterson um was talking about like the ideas of limitation like as a human as a condition of being a human being and talking about like differentiating that from god itself and he's like that's in some ways the beautiful thing is that humans are limited so in some ways, we make decisions knowing that by making decisions, we're sacrificing, you know, all the alternate realities in which we would choose to do something else. Mm-hmm. And that's a heavy thought when you take it in. And then when you have that camera and you're like, well, I have one camera that has 36 photos versus a digital camera that can take a thousand. And it's like when I decide to use it to 36, I get to choose, but I only get 36. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you place a limit on it, you just said that makes you feel like there's more meaning involved, right? So then, when you apply that to your life, it isn't like, well, I guess the decisions that I decide to make in life should—they're infused with meaning, whether I realize them or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 and I then when you it. realize that every decision you make is infused with meaning, you get to decide if you want to make different decisions moving mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Um, and you just made me think of that through you taking photos, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. So like, in some ways, being limited to your black and white and a limited number of photos has something very special about mm-hmm. it you yeah know? it does very rewarding and very like oh man like these were the ones i decided to take and it's like i think also
1: too what adds to it is not knowing like you know what you shot you were there when you were taking them but like you don't see them until you go in the processing right, room right unlike digital yeah and that's like a fun aspect too is when you cut them all up and s- put them on this table and like light it up behind it and get right. like to see them all it's it's yeah. it's cool but that and Going back or going on that real fast is that documentary that I watched that he showed us in class. Is that guy that took around a million, uh, I guess, shots. I think of film, black and white, and really good photographer of like his. It was titled like "You Can Photograph Anything," basically. Mm -hmm. And he was he just always had his camera on him. Mm -hmm. But there was a huge portion of his life where, like, towards the end of it so many roles i don't know how many but so many were not processed mm-hmm. and he ended up dying so then they found all these canisters that were in his drawers in his house that were just never developed damn no one has seen and it's like that would be so like if you were so into photography and into his life maybe not even into his life just into photography and just get to unravel and see through his lens yeah it's like this they were describing as just a suicide note of like I died, now here's my vision of what I saw, kind of, my perspective of... Did he commit suicide? No, no, no. Okay. But, like, I, I, not a suicide, I guess. Yeah, not a suicide, but, like, something in that, that realm he left of, like, for that world. left, yeah, that we never got to see, he never got... Well, right. Technically, I guess it wouldn't be a suicide note because he would—he never saw him though, developed. But he did yeah. though, in the same like he—he was
0: there to take. Yeah, yeah. Him. All right, he was. He So yeah, he has, he has a him, general so idea was. of like the pictures that he took, but he never but he never saw him
1: developed. And then it's like to see that unravel. It's like that's wild to see through, and you're always seeing through his perspective. And like there right. were shots they pulled out where like, um, you saw glimpses of like his shadow in the picture, and like that's like the for like people that were really close to him too, like seeing that piece of him, like. Yeah not too long ago, seeing, uh, there was one picture where it was like a selfie, if you want to say, of him and like his daughter. And like seeing that you just, it's a surprise the whole way through to see it unravel. That's That's cool. Like there's, there's more sentimental value to it. I think
0: what's that documentary called?
1: I don't know. I have to look up his name. And so you don't have a website with a portfolio right now. Do you No, I have like a Gmail storage, but I'm just like. I'm trying to, like, acquire
0: more pictures. I just didn't know if I could, like, up up. tell people where to go. But I guarantee when you do have one at some point, yeah. I will tell people where to go. Yeah. Because um, this is going to be a photographer that you guys want to know, especially if people want to do things and they want to hire somebody. Yeah. This is going to be your guy because I've seen his portfolio. And, yeah, between the black and white photos that I saw and the digital photos, um, just incredible stuff, just a unique perspective Um, and I also know that you were in, you were in school and you kind of had like, you know, there was some direction, right? Like there were assignments, but me and you were also talking about sometimes that's so cool to kind of be given directions that you wouldn't typically think of. Mm -hmm. And you might think in some ways, well, how do you expect me to be creative? If someone's kind of like forcing their directions on me, you know, and creating this assignment and telling me what to do. It's like, well, how many times do you wake up and say, I'm going to do something outside of the box. Kind of like you talked about playing music earlier. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to play guitar today. So like you did that yourself and you're accustomed to doing that. I think some people aren't, some people kind of like prefer to stay in a box. And then you wonder like, well, why am I in this like creative block? You know, it's like, well, you didn't come outside of the box. You didn't try something. You gotta new. push those boundaries. So, a yeah. Bit. Sometimes trying something new means like, what was the assignment you told me was like, uh, pick a color. And just go photograph that color. Well, that and wasn't like, like
1: the school, but that was like something I heard from someone else. Right. Too. But
0: but my point is like, how often do we do that versus I'm just going to go take pictures of what I would normally take pictures exactly, of. Yeah. And like maybe like sometimes every once in a while you can get creative, but sometimes it's also hard to push that boundary. And just by doing something like taking colors of, or picking, taking pictures of colors, then you realize, wow, if I just focus on different elements – I'm tapping into a side of creativity and I'm also giving myself like a ton of different ways to look at the world and also not just at some point when I don't want to just focus on colors. I'm going to be thinking colors, but I'm also going to integrate that into all the other things that I've done now. Mm -hmm. So your sense of creativity just expands Mm -hmm. and it grows and it's like you're like I said, like we go back to like your art evolving. Your art is literally going to evolve the more you do things like that. So it's cool to know that you're in a place that where it's like, it's kind of like you feel forced to do it, but at the same time there's, there's a lot there that's just going to teach you, you know what I mean? And
1: like seeing in the beginning how it unraveled to the end, it's like comparing those photos from then till now. It's crazy to see just the progress unfold in myself. And being, like, where I started and going into it, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to, like, I I don't know what I'm going to create. I don't know what I'm going to portray. And then also I don't know, like, what all the other people are in my class going to put up as well, too. Yeah. And that can interfere as well, like, seeing other people's projects, especially in the beginning when I felt kind of behind seeing other people's. I'm like, damn, they got some great, like, intention into their photos, and, like, I can see what they're trying to go for. Right. And I did, too, but it just I felt pulled back. And then getting to the end part, it's like the one, the last one was so open ended, mm-hmm. and it was scary because the past projects were direction. That end one was just have a concept. Don't really you can do anything. Right. And it became harder for myself because I'm like now I gotta think outside the box and be like, what do I want to do? That I guess would mean more to me. But also like do something a little different. Represents who you are. Yeah, and the one was uh, ten things I was grateful for and portraying them. And like I thought that was gonna be easy in a sense, but goddamn, that was like (laughs) it was hard. (laughs) But goddamn, (laughs) goddamn, (laughs) (laughs) goddamn, that was really hard. (laughs) And it was just it was hard because it was like taking ten different things and photographing them in a way that felt that was visually appealing to me. Yeah. And, like, the moment I did the first three, I had them, like, in my head. I, I already could, like, perceive them. They turned out well. And then the ones going forward, some of them, like, I did. I'm like, this is not working. And, like, I pushed through, pushed through. And then all of a sudden I hit that shot. I'm like, that is exactly what I was going for. And, like, right. they all came together in, like, a comprehensive kind of way. And it just it made sense together. Yeah. As I At the end when I put them all together on the wall, once you take a step back, you're like, oh, now it, like – it makes sense. Now I see it as a whole. Yeah. When during the project, I was so
0: strict to just one, it, one single, one single shot. It sounds like a journey to me yeah. is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, with our journeys in life, there's ups and there's downs. And yeah, you just kind of through photography got to experience a lot of that, which is what it sounds and that like.
1: it revolves back to just showing up and doing it. Yeah. Creating. Dude, right. Like, Never know what's going to happen.
0: And you know what? You going to school. Like that's yeah. a way of, that's a form of showing up. And what's interesting is like, it's, it's not just signing up. It's then it's showing up to class and, um, realizing that you committed to something. So that becomes your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And when you show up every day, guess what? Like you don't know how that's going to play out, but when you show up, something's going to happen. You're going to learn something about yourself and you're going to have good days and you are gonna have bad days and, and yeah, you're showing up. Something's um, going to get created. Yeah. And I'm not, this is not me you know, saying everyone needs to go to school. I'm just saying whatever you decide to do, you have to show up and And you have to make a decision to do something at
1: all. Exactly. Right? Like, because it goes with like, remember we were talking about with photography, it was like, you're not going to get any shots if you don't go out and just shoot. Right. And that was going to class was like a pivotal point for me to be like, make me go in a direction of do this kind of assignment. You have free roam in a way, but do something along these lines of what I'm going to tell you and go out and just do whatever you want. With some kind of restriction, but at least it's going to get me out and shoot.
0: There's, like, some directions, some parameters. But within that, you found a way to go play. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Real quick, uh, to wrap this little portion up, and I love it. Um, What was was the feedback process like for you? Because I know that you had to give feedback and receive feedback in your class. And I just want to know, not so much, like, the technical stuff, like, like, you all showed up and how it went down. I want to know what it was like for you to receive feedback. It was tough.
1: Um, I s- spoke to you back then when I was showing you the pictures and the girl that brought up the whole cliche moment <laughs> that sunk in a bit. She said your portfolio is <laughs> cliche
0: as fuck. <laughs> and the reason it sunk in is because it, I felt that right.
1: I, I with that picture, it made sense and she was being honest And I felt her honesty. And I'm like, well, you are being right because I felt that as well when I shot it and when I looked at it.
0: This could still be up for debate, though. Like, what is cliche? And it's like, we kind of know what cliche is. But I think, like, one of the conclusions that we came to is that we can call something cliche. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, what it is like your photo that looks cliche to someone else has so much significance for you, right? And it's, like, that's what people don't understand. It's, like, it's cliche from the outside because everyone might look at a photo of, like, you know, someone smiling or a sunset. And they might go, like, oh, well, that's super cliche. Who doesn't take pictures of those things? And it's, like, yeah, but I just captured a moment that means something to me that you will never understand even if I try to use words to describe it to you. You know? Like, there's something else there that you'll never get.
1: Well, like, in – I feel like I've always thought about cliche and just I always view it as like everything can be viewed as cliche for like, I, I guess, speaking of photography in a sense.
0: I mean, I th- like I think you end up trying to compare it to the idea of like originality. Right. It's like, yeah, Is like, everything, and, like, truly everything truly everything original? It's been done before. Right. And
1: like, how do you know if it's not been done before? Right. Even if you haven't seen it before, it's still like cliche is being done over and over. I think it's a way I of guess. like
0: like observing patterns in the world, right? Yeah. And so you attach that to photography and it's like, well, people have taken pictures of sunset so many thi- so many times that like it's pretty cliche to just go out and take a picture of sunset and you know, be like, Oh, look at all these photos of my sunsets. It's Mine like, had a mountain it's, like it. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's like, well, we've seen those before and it's like, Yeah, but not from this height. <laughs> <laughs> and like there's so many there's so many ways to like go back and forth, but like Cliché, and it maybe I don't even have a full understanding of the word cliche, but I think I know what it means, and I think we're on to this idea of, like, some things are and some things aren't, but, like, we can call it cliche, but there's still something that, like, the person other than the person that produced it just doesn't really understand, so it's, like, it's almost at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's cliche. It's, like, that's fine. Mm. Like, you have to be happy with your work, and you have to know that, like, well, there's a reason why I took this. Like,
1: Well, the teacher answered... With like a different kind of word, I don't know what it was, but it like Ugh, it didn't hurt as much when he said it. I yeah. know I need to figure it out, but he agreed <laughs> right after. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, that it
1: was that he was. He's like, well, I do agree with you after he said it. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because like it sunk in even more when the teacher agreed, and yeah. I was one of the first that got
0: called out for that. Right. You say you say it sunk in. What describe a, that? A
1: little bit. Like it was. It was one of those things where like this girl, she's in like a the second or digital photography too so she had off time i guess and she hangs around the school and she knows the teacher pretty well so she just came in and wanted to see her work that's totally fine whatever right so critique, this was so she's allowed to you were
0: already thrown off by the fact that this is so someone she, that's not a part of your yeah class. And we haven't
1: seen her yet and this was like the second project who i think yeah who dis? Who dis walking in. <laughs> she comes in and of course mine's like the next one up yeah so we go to mine and then we're talking through it. And, and yeah, she's like, she says, yeah, I
0: took this class last semester. And she's <laughs>
1: one of those girls that, like, well, if no one's talking and she gets up close to my pictures even, she's like, you're not going to see it if you don't stand up close. Like, she's the, that type of person. <laughs> she, just, I'm like, she just destroyed your But work. everything she says, she's right. I'm like, you're right. You're right. If you you're don't right. get up close, you're not going to be able to see them at all. Yeah. And she got up close. And, yeah, and she's like, well, first off, I want to say this one's pretty cliche to me. And then we all started getting on a whole spiel of that and, like, laughing a little bit. Yeah. But so it sunk in. And then it 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 didn't hurt that bad. It was just like that feeling of like Houda's, like we were saying, yeah, and she yeah. mentioned that we haven't heard the word cliche yet during the right. critique. So I was like, oh, but she is right at the same time because yeah. I do feel that way. I get why she's saying. So that. So you were able to sense.
0: acknowledge that, like despite the kind of like immediate, oh, yeah. uh, like um. I was clenching my fist a bit, but yeah, like, like that natural reaction, right? Like almost like the defenses are going up. It's like, who is this person to sit there and, you know, criticize my photo. But then when the teacher starts chiming in he agrees and then I'm like,
1: before that too, I'm like, Oh, I get it. But then what threw me off a little bit was then the one girl towards the end of mine, once we were about to get off my critique, we were about to to the next project and she, uh, Chimes in and says, Actually, I want to like, I kind of concur and don't think it's cliche. She's like, Because what is cliche? She was mentioning that, like, we think everything can be classified as cliche. So,
0: you guys had the debate in class. I was like, Yeah, girl.
1: (laughs) And she's like, And she said something about the mountain and all and how you saw the silhouette. So, she like said a part that she enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Maybe she was just saying that to make me feel better. Who knows? Yeah. But that was her own interpretation. And then that made me realize at that point where I got a negative, if you want to say a negative critique. And then I had someone else come up with a something that they li- liked about it. I was like, oh, like and that's more solidifying the point that I've always had with like photography and art. Like everyone has their own interpretation. It's subjective. Yeah, it is. And it's no matter what, this is goes down with the whole thing of like don't take anything personally is I know what I think of my own photography. I know what I think of my own work. Doesn't mean I'm going to shut off everyone what they're saying. Yeah. I'm going to listen, but I'm not going to take anything so personally and be like, Oh man, now is that how I feel about my work? Am I like just cliche? Everything, every single thing I shoot. Yeah. And it's like that's not how I took it, and then later down the road, and then like, the whole thing with the cliche is it turned into a joke, Mm -hmm. and then like the older guy, the 65 year old or whatever, like his astronomy photography he did at the end for the final project, Mm -hmm. great, the last last one we did, he was the last critique, and I thought it was. awesome shots but like she came in and he was like oh she's gonna say all my shots are cliche <laughs> and she comes in and laughs and we all like laugh stars the cliche yeah and the teacher chimed in he's like i will agree that they are cliche he's like but the ones that i don't think are cliche are the ones that you can get this earthly feel this this feeling of home and what he meant by that was seeing silhouettes at the bottom of like trees or right. human figures right and there's this one shot he had of these two human figures sitting next to a uh, campfire with the woods and the forest, all of its silhouette and then you just see the star like the Milky Way yeah. galaxy and it was a beautiful shot. And he's That's like, that cool. right there is a great shot that you right. did. Right. And That's like cool. yeah, it's it it was a I've done critiques in the past at like Towson when I was doing art and design. Mm-hmm. But this was like something I felt more in tune with, more like I could enjoy getting critiques from and felt better about my work when I was doing it.
0: Did it get easier over the course? Like I was going to say uh, over the course like of yes the course. No. I don't
1: know. It's like it, it was because like I could take more time on my work, but uh, like, and there was th- like different ideas I had. I was brainstorming. So like I felt passionate about different shots and all. Yeah. But at the same time, it was just still, there's a time frame. Yeah. And like, you got to, you got to work time out in between working and doing other things in life and like just getting time to do those shots. And like if it was not in the house, if it was somewhere else I had to go, like that was the tough part. And just I think the idea of brainstorming and like it's funny because at the end the project was open. You could do anything, but it was just still so hard. because but I was like, what do I do? We're
0: getting away from the feedback aspect. I want oh, to. Oh, you're saying cause was, I, that? was it. Oh, I was oh, saying oh, was was oh, the feedback you. over the course you. of your class over that entire time. You know, the semester was it easier to get feedback along the way? Like, did yes, you notice definitely. that like feedback was almost something that takes warming up to? You yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think because it's like that first putting up your project, mm-hmm.
1: like instantly thinking, what are people gonna think of this? Right, and once you get over that and hear what people have to say it's like no matter what no one's really gonna come out like they can but out of the whole class you're never really gonna hear someone just be like that sucks and like if that's the worry that goes through your head and i'm not saying they wouldn't someone would that would that
0: be too honest for you it might (laughs) (laughs) oh coming from mr honest (laughs) mr truthful over here doesn't want to hear doesn't want to hear the truth
1: You know what I do. Give me the truth, everyone. (laughs) Bring it. It's
0: like, you don't want the truth. But after that first project, now I can handle the truth. (laughs) Okay. All right. It was just that first little hump, you know? Yeah. The first little hill I had to conquer. Dude, feedback's tough. It is. And I almost feel like even if it got easier, it maybe only got easier because you're around a group of people that, like, become familiar with people and you maybe build some trust over time. But feedback's not easy. Like, I've been collaborating with people recently on, on a on a project and like it's not easy and I've almost noticed the more time like that you actually spend doing like an actual like an assignment of some sort together like at the same time oh that's tough because mm-hmm. like you notice when like you have an idea in your mind and then you start trying to like develop in the moment but you realize that the other person had something completely different in her mind and then it's almost like Working on, like, one specific thing at the same time is, is very difficult. Yeah. Um, but I've also noticed, like, growing pains is like, okay, how do we resolve this in the moment? It's like, let's slow down, let's talk about our ideas, and let's go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Or even sometimes, let's walk away for a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes you just spend too much time, and then you end up just, like, getting close to that point where it's like, we're just going to butt heads more and more if we don't just like come back with a fresh perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, but the feedback at the same time, like I look at it as something as artwork can be subjective and something to just kind of be happy doing. Right. But when you put yourself in a position of like with a class where you're trying to learn certain skills and you're kind of talking about in some ways, how do I improve these photos? I think that's where it can be really helpful Mm -hmm. if you don't take it so personal. What they're saying is if you want to go do photography on your own time and you don't want anything from it, then any photo that you take should be enough for you. But if you want to get into an industry or you want to learn a certain technique just for the sake of like maybe one day trying to meet the needs of a client then you are going to need to learn things, right? Um, Or you're going to need to develop new techniques that people don't know about, but odds are we don't start there. We always Mm -hmm. start with let me learn from other people, mentors, guides, teachers, and then if I develop something that hasn't been developed yet, then let me run with that, right? Um, So I think that feedback, it it can be tough. Um,
1: But at the same time, it just helps you grow. Grow yeah. your concepts yeah. and if, grow from what you've already learned before. Yeah.
0: If you're open to receive, and I was going to, so this is the last thing I want to ask you. After that feedback, right, did you take in any of that feedback and think about editing a photo based on someone's feedback to see what it looked like from their perspective? It's like It's kind of like it's just still your photo, but it's kind of like tweak the thing that they said and see what is it that they're seeing. Because it's one thing to hear them talk about it, it's another thing to go back and actually work on the project again with that feedback in mind. Did you ever try that? Um no, I'd say cuz like
1: I guess the feedback like I guess the feedback I would see with um like the teacher talking about it and all mm-hmm. was a lot of times he would do the like cropping thing and he would go up to a picture and like take his arm and be like, this is unneeded space that you have in your picture, and show Take you in this the moment, away. yeah, and cover it up, and like, goddamn, that did, goddamn, damn. <laughs> that did so and much. Like, so different. you would see it, you'd see yeah, it yeah. what he was talking about, Like, just about, him right? doing that, like blocking that right. part. Um, for all these different photographs he did, he would just it would make the picture that much better, just from doing even like if it was the slightest bit of like little bit of white wall that was someone put in their picture and they didn't really intend for it, whatever, it was just in there, yeah but they didn't think about it. And he goes up and like, eh, I take that out and look how much it does do it. Right. It adds so much emphasis. I never really went back to my photos and did that. Um, cause I don't really think like I had that much for my own. Mm-hmm. That is, I guess I could say like, that's something about my own photography that I try to be conscious of. Yeah. At points there was thing. Like, I guess that would happen more in the black and white photography though. Mm-hmm. And that was the aspect of like, I couldn't really edit it. I could go back in the dark room and, reprint right and do different things but it just took so much time anyway to where like we're already on the next project and i don't have time to go like i do with the black and white you could think
0: about how to do it differently with a new role of film right yeah, yeah 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 and i'm just i'm just curious like again if you did that because i think that kind of goes hand in hand with answering the question you know when i say are you open to receiving feedback it's like well what if you got a bunch of feedback And you never went back and actually experimented with the critiques that people gave you. I almost feel like it's a way of saying, like, you think you're open to feedback, but you're really not. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're not even willing to look through their lens, it's like, then are you really learning what they said? And maybe you are. Maybe you are thinking about it when you go in the future and take additional photos. It might be in your head, like, oh, let me think about what they said because I think that might be really valuable or let me crop this a different way like your teacher showed you so I think it it does still happen but
1: yeah and like thinking right now you got me thinking of like the feedback that I got Mm -hmm. like if I'm thinking about like say when I classify as like negative feedback it's just like the aspect of say taking out something or Mm -hmm. what I what you think what I think you should do with this picture and like one that comes to mind is like the boat picture that I showed you or right. that has Whether like the, the wave crashing and the boats in, in the back. Yeah. And like, that's something where I hear people out, but there's no part of me that feels like I want to take that out And no reason. Like, which I get to ultimately I get, get to decide. Yeah. And it's like, when I think about the, that kind of feedback, I can't really think of much. Like that sounds, I guess, gross to say, like, I don't want to say I didn't get much negative feedback, but it was like the ones I can remember is like that one or like the cliche parts or, at times like with black and white photography, but black and white photography was like a different element because I, I, it was so different than compared to digital Yeah. because you're not knowing what you're shooting. You are, but like, you don't know until you see it. Yeah. And it's like with digital, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It, I, I, I guess I take it subconsciously and just like it, it, it continues to like the more classes I do, it's going to gradually whatever feedback I get,
0: get incorporated in my photographs. Yeah. Whether I know it or not. And I guess like I was asking too, like, I guess it would be more along the lines of, like, digital photos. Did you ever go back and, like, doctor them, so to speak? Like, to take something out, to remove an element, and to experiment with something specifically that someone said, like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that in the photo or where it's placed or whatever, or the lighting, and so you went back and you just looked at that photo again, right? Like, just pulled up the file and just messed around with it based on the feedback and And, in some ways, I think it's fine if you don't do that for that photo, because, mm-hmm. like I said, I think we established you still get to sit with that feedback. And if you are open to receiving it, when you go take photos in the future, the way that you take it and what you decide to be in the photo might completely change based on that. Um, and you might you might even take with a digital photo one the way that you would previously take it, and then one way based on the feedback, just to see, what do these two perspectives look like? Mm -hmm. You know, where was that person's mind and why did they, and then you can compare them. So again, the feedback, I just think again, is super helpful, you know, just gives you like a whole nother, like another perspective. Oh yeah, And you can always continue to add those perspectives Um, and your art, again, it's going to evolve,
1: you know? And what I will say, the last thing is what resonated me the most with the whole photography classes I did. And what the teacher always mentioned is, every time you're taking a photograph always keep in mind the subject of light mm-hmm. and like if you do it you'll make your photographs 10 times better yeah if you just have that in mind like even as like it can be the main subject or it can just be a part of a subject yeah. whatever it is just keep that in mind and like it's i've realized that and like the last three photographs i just edited from like the aquarium i did there's one that like the light shines so perfectly yeah and it's like it just makes it so much more. There's so much more feeling that
0: evokes from it. I feel like I could tell as we got towards the end of your portfolio that you were just really focusing on like where the light was hitting and you had, you were messing around with studio lights and yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a game changer. I think it like brings certain items out and like I said, I can't wait to see what happens in the future. I already requested your services for some projects I'm going to be working on. Um, once we get you up and running with a website at some point, I'll be sharing that with people. So I can't wait to see what you have in store for I'll us. to Tell the fans of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure
1: you'll be back for another yeah. podcast <laughs> too. Oh, I definitely want to be. I have some more to talk about. We have I a lot. I'm getting my notes and yeah, all too. Yeah, so. barely
0: scratch on the surface, but <laughs> but fun. no, I think that was that was, a, that was a good conversation. And again, I think we start off by saying you know who's Golden Boy, and we just painted a picture, right? Like people have a good idea of who you are. And I think the fact that you're into so many artistic things, just s- says a lot about you. And um, yeah, just your creative expression and and just I think like a level of depth that I always feel like I relate to when mm-hmm. I talk to you because I feel like, ultimately, that's what art is is like an expression of that depth that comes out. And yeah, that always hits me. You Keep know, creating. Yeah, you're just pulling pieces out of yourself to show to the world. Yeah. Whether it's sounds, pictures, anything, paintings, yeah. and yeah, you're dabbling in all of it. Whether it's getting blub on some piano keys <laughs> or <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> playing all around. You. But just keep <laughs> playing, keep creating. Keep playing, yeah. Something's yeah. gonna come out soon. Nice. Well, thanks for being on the on the podcast. Thanks for wanna, having me. Yeah, I want to thank you for being here. Um, it's truly an honor to sit down and talk with you. Like I try not to take for granted. Like people take time out of their schedule to do this, and the podcast wouldn't be anything without. People like you. That was fun. I wanna I wanna do another one. I'll
1: I'll definitely be back on. Definitely. Definitely. I'll be coming.
0: That's a wrap.
1: Peace. Peace.